This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. All smiles and laughs when you get back-to-back wins. You get two opportunities in 10 days, and the Cincinnati Bengals were able to capitalize on it. Capitalize it. I think last night was a big confidence booster. You beat Miami, one of the top teams in the AFC. Yes, I know Tua left the game early, but now I want to focus on the offensive line because we talked a little bit about Joe Burrow being happy on the sidelines. And one of the things that you, you could see from Joe is he's hugging his offensive lineman. He's... You know, I can't read lips, but it seemed like he was saying you're um, a certain word awesome. And he said after the game in the post game, they were awesome. They were great. And our expectations are high. Offensive line, it's like at a medium level because you just want Joe to be protected. But when he only gets one sack in a game, that's a huge development for this offensive line right now. And again, I know who you're facing. It's not Micah Parsons on the other side. It's not TJ Watt. But Dolphins still have playmakers. And Dolphins, they love to bring that pressure. And it's not just the offensive line's got to do that. Joe Burrow was sharp, got the ball out quick against that pressure. And also, shout out to the tight ends and running backs. I remember a big block from Joe Mixon, I believe, off of play action on a, on a guy that opened up something downfield. So credit to offensive line, everybody that had a block because they did a really good job. And this is a this is a team, they don't have a lot of sacks, but I feel like they get pressure. And Melvin Ingram's a good player. Uh, Manuel Ogba's a good player. These are guys that could get 10 sacks. Like They're not Pro Bowl, but just below that type of level. So they got two of those guys. Wilkins did, had, did a great job last week, and he didn't do that much this week. Uh, so yeah, credit to the offensive line because I think, I think the pass protection is coming together. The run game, not there, but the pass protection, which is what's the most important part, that's coming together. That was one of the like wild things about watching last night. Obviously, Joe Burrow has played. It'll be almost two seasons altogether if you're counting the injury year of the games that he was able to play in his rookie year. And him having time was just wild to see. And you're like, whoa, whoa, Joe has time to throw the ball. Oh, he's not going to get sacked right now. And then there were times, and I know we've talked about it before, and the one thing that we – a lot of things that we love about Joe Burrow is he makes something out of nothing sometimes. Mm -hmm. We saw that against the Jets, and then last night he did the same thing where he'd run and make it happen. He he makes me nervous when he runs out of the pocket because we – took one big hit too. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, he's fragile. Be nice to him. Don't touch him. You know, everyone extra protective over your quarterback. (laughs) But when he takes that run and he's aggressive, and it was crazy because it was the one before they went forward on fourth down, and I didn't like the fourth down play call. But Joe looked over at the defenders and he started talking. He was like, (laughs) "Just like, oh yeah, yeah, you're gonna do that." And and I and I love that about him. But we saw more of of that Joe bro who was in the AFC championship game runs for the first down and he didn't quite get the first time, but he was super close a couple of times last night and he just ran it and, and made it happen when he didn't see something down the field and he threw the ball away once. Yeah. All that. And um, 
He made somebody miss on a sack opportunity. I remember that play. I think that was when we were both talking about where he takes a big hit. He makes a guy miss in the backfield and starts running up field to try to get that first down and takes a big hit, doesn't get the first down, but he made a guy miss in the backfield and gave him an opportunity where they could have called a better play on fourth down to pick that up and keep the drive alive. But I, w- I want to see him put the ball in Joe's hand for that fourth down at this point because the run game's just not there. It's like I get – and they're not even running downhill either. So it's like, you're not running downhill. You're trying to go east-west and type thing. It's like, just put the ball in Burrow's hand. I feel like I've got he's got the best shot of picking this up at this point. They went deep a couple times last night. And one of the things that I think about Jamar Chase's early career and Joe Burrow is the Minnesota Vikings game where they weren't afraid to do that. Obviously, Jamar Chase is, was brand new to the NFL. He was a rookie. And we heard it all preseason. Oh, Jamar can't catch a ball. He always drops the ball. Comes out there. He scores the touchdown, does the gritty, and is like, yeah, I'm the real deal. And that play is always on a highlight when I think of him going and throwing deep. It was against the Steelers on the road um, last year. And we saw that a couple times last night. And I hope they get back to that because when you throw it downfield, good things happen. Yeah. And um, it, it helps everything when you can hit those shots and they were there the whole night. Uh, the way Miami wanted to play defense was not the uh, Tampa two type stuff that was giving them issues early in the year. That's two games in a row where teams haven't really gone to that, which is interesting. Uh, but they, they were given those shots, especially to T, but even to Jamar a little bit. And he, he made the one uh, late in the game. Uh, but yeah, that, that underthrow, man, the Simo scored like 35. If that was just on target, cause he cooked his guy, he's going downfield. And it's just like, ah, oh, the ball is just not where it needs to be. So I think it gets there. I mean, this is, these are two guys that I take the big sample of what they did last year, what they did at LSU. They'll get it together. They'll make this work. And it's more limited opportunities now because people know that Jamar Chase is that guy but they'll get there and they'll start hitting those limited opportunities. They'll start scoring those touchdowns. It's just just a waiting game. And Hey, I think we could see it next week though, against Baltimore. I think they're going to trust their corners to play against chase. Um, And if that's the case, I think we'll see some shots downfield and uh, it'll only matter a time before Burrow starts getting connected with chase, but shout out to Burrow on the Higgins throw. Cause that was a really good one uh, leading him downfield, letting him score that touchdown. Well, one of the things that we've seen in back-to-back weeks, and they were able to get wins, and I don't think it's a coincidence. Obviously, this team has a legit defense, is how aggressive they've been going down the field the first play of the game, first drive of the game, and putting seven on the board, not settling for three. And overall, as far as the play calling, we talked a little bit about it, that fourth down call. I didn't really like it. It didn't work against the Jets, and they kind of did it again this week. What did you think overall, what, what the play calling has looked like over the last couple of weeks in general? Better, better than the first two weeks for sure. Um, and I know they're not that this is a good defense and they're, I know stylist uh, schematically, this is a defense that they were able to beat last year type of things, blitzing a lot of single high, but you still have to be able to do it. And when the defense is good at what they do, you know, you got to got to be able to play that. So uh, <clears throat> I think the play calling, everything's been much better. I know the toss plays in back-to-back weeks, Different type of plays. One's a, uh, a orbit rocket toss thing, and the other one's normal toss. I think it was a crack toss. Uh, but um, that I feel like you just scrap it at this point. You've tried, you've tried tossing a fourth and inches twice, fourth and one twice. You might just want to scrap that one. Uh, other than that, though, like we talked about the creative plays back to back weeks, they get a trick play that works. The one Jamar loses in the lights, and this one worked. Tyler Boyd just hits chase downfield. 
And um, I talked about that play where they had uh, her sneak across the line on the goal line situation for the touchdown. That's great design. So they're two and two on the season right now. Baltimore Ravens right around the corner. Joe Burrow told everyone around 10 days ago, relax. You know, we're going to be fine. Just start the season right now. How do you feel about this team right now on a confidence level? Uh, I moved a lot because they beat a good team and uh, they did it fairly convincingly. Uh, multiple scores. I know it was tight through the fourth for most of that game, but to me, they definitely look like a playoff team. That, that's, I think, what I'm trying to say is they definitely look like a playoff team. Um, and you know, when they get the playoffs, they can make things happen. So, no, I agree with that right now. You're two and two, and you start out the season the way you did. A lot of people talked about the no preseason reps. We had Duke Manyweather on after <laughs> week one, and he pretty much said, you know, around four to five, six weeks, this offensive line could start to gel. These are new pieces working together. And I think we're, you know, starting to see that going into week five, which is crazy to believe that week five is right around the corner with the Baltimore Ravens. And you look at the outlook of that schedule. The AFC overall, we watched the Bills against the Dolphins last week. Yes, I know Tool was out of the game for the second half. And most of the second quarter, but I still feel like this team can compete with the AFC. They are going to get some tests and we'll be able to see that in a few short days, what that's going to look like. But the crazy thing about it, as you mentioned, they're in the driver's seat. If they manage to get a dub against the Baltimore Ravens next week on the road. Yeah. Uh, I, it really feels like a three and one type team right now, not two and two because they really should have won week one with a long snapper, but they, they're playing some good football. And if they can beat the Ravens, they're in the driver's seat for the division. And look, they're – I just think if this team makes the playoffs and they get their shot, that, that shot's going to go a long way because they had their defensive coordinator showed last year that he's adaptable and willing to create great game plans for any opponent. Um, and when it's Joe Burrow and this offense and when they're full – Full stream, full full steam ahead. That's that's hard. That's hard. Uh, hard to stop. So, <laughs> all this just to say, they're playing really good football. They're playing like a playoff team. They're playing like a division winner. They're playing probably not as good as peak last year, but maybe a little bit like that playoff run because the offense is just like leaving a little bit, but the defense is playing really, really well. Top five type stuff. Yeah, no, I agree right now. It's a fun time to to watch this team, and it's going to be relaxing on Sunday to just watch football and not be stressed out about a football game. I did want to mention this because, obviously, both of us being at the game last night and a very scary moment when Tua left the game, and we talked about how, you know, this game could have looked in the second half, but I still felt like this defense did a good job against Tua in the first quarter and a little bit of the second quarter that he did play. That's a scary situation for Miami right now. And obviously we don't know all the details. We're not in the medical field. We don't make those decisions, but that just, it seems like for Miami to do what they did against the bills, put them back out there is one of the scariest situations that we could possibly see last night on a football field for NFL fans, for people in general, for human beings watching that game. There's the investigation. And um, I mean, hindsight so maybe this happens maybe nothing happens but i really have to feel like i don't know if it's miami or if it is that unaffiliated doctor did clear him and just get him back in the game um but we knew we, we talked about that 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 seemed a lot like a head injury he shakes his head um they called it a head they said questionable return with a head injury and then they changed it to back and then this this one was really bad and that looked 
traumatic to me the, the fingers and having the fencing response everything i was really glad to hear he's moving all his extremities and he's out of the hospital because really scary situation it, it was like immediately when he went down i couldn't see from where i was but just seeing everybody gather around immediately was like oh no that's that's not good and then it's a head thing it's like that's even worse so i don't know if this was i i think the investigation is going to tell a lot because either there's maybe it was all just you know this is a chance that this was just two separate incidents and one actually was the back even though i i'm a little skeptical of that um but this is this is the worst thing that could happen um yeah just glad that he's okay because that was the main worry when he gets carted out of there and they said he's going straight to the hospital it's like oh this is last time i remember that happening uh that bad uh i think it was in cincinnati was yeah. the ryan shazier thing and that obviously went that ended a person's career changed his life so glad to see he's okay it wasn't a full spine type thing because that was also a worry but yeah, watching the replay back, which I didn't really want to, but it was on Twitter, uh, the, just, the response just seems so much like a traumatic head injury. Um, but I don't know. I think that's, it's, a, it's a blow to the idea that the NFL is like taking all these head injuries very, very serious when a guy has a, just the optics of having a head injury, what looks like a, a concussion, can't walk, stumbling type thing, even if it is the back or the ankle or whatever it is the optics of that and then the next week it, it gets so much worse is just something you can't have so i i feel like just glad he's okay yeah no 100 percent. whenever you see a stretcher on a field yeah you know, it's it's a very scary situation and happy to hear so far the reports that uh everything is so far negative on his mri so hopefully more good news for Tua. just a scary situation overall and hopefully the nfl takes it serious going forward when it comes to the concussion protocol it's a big week for the Cincinnati Bengals. Next week, we are back on Sunday. No days off for us on Sunday. We're going to be back to talk a little Baltimore Ravens, recap the day in the NFL. What do you have going on on all Bengals this week? Uh, nothing today because I was at the game. No days off except for Sands when uh, he goes to the Bengals game. <laughs> well, I Oh, my God. This is like a complete non sequitur. But the, the traffic last night when we got back to the parking garage and tried to leave it took us an hour just to move in the line and then to get out of that garage i was like oh i'm not writing tonight and i'm probably not going to be able to do much in the morning other than this podcast so i texted uh james repeat and i was like i'm probably not getting an article in <laughs> it's a good problem to have when there's a, a packed stadium and a lot of traffic after a game uh we're gonna see a lot more of that i have a feeling the rest of this season but plenty online he has plenty on his twitter page he's going to recap i'm i'm just assuming you're going to do all of this or i'm going to make you do all of it you're going to rewatch the whole entire I will. Game. yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Watch the offensive line you're going to watch joe burrow this deep everything everything's going to be normal other than i didn't get a takeaways type article up I, i'm still gonna get a film article still going to post a bunch of clips just waiting on that to come through uh but yeah no, no worries i will still be posting all about this game your homework is due by next week before the Baltimore Ravens game. So no, I'm just It'd be weird if I started posting it after. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun week. A little mini by Cincinnati is looking to hopefully gain some more ground in the AFC North when they take on the Baltimore Ravens. We'll have more on that on Sunday in our next podcast on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.